This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the show. We've got uh, a lot of uh, great guests uh, this week, and uh, and more and more guests are being added to the uh, show as they discover how cool this show is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Anyway. Mark Meckler, the uh, president of Convention of States, is going to be joining us to talk a little bit about, uh, oh, 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 this, uh, this race for RNC chair. Between, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, we got uh, Harmeet Dillon, I guess, and uh, uh, what's Mitt Romney's niece. Who <laughs> anyway, uh, Ronnie McDaniel, uh, we'll get to that. And, and I think you're not going to be surprised by the information, to be quite honest. Because if you think that America wants Ronnie McDaniel to stay as the RNC chair, uh, you would be you would be sorrowly mistaken. Uh, new book out, David Horowitz. We're going to get him on the show. The final battle reveals a secret war underway in America. Democrats' woke culture, a new generation, are destroying our culture and ending our freedom. Well, you know what? That's stopping now. I don't know if you know this. It's beginning to uh, hit an abrupt wall, and and a lot of stuff's starting to hit the fan the next the last couple of days. In case you didn't notice, and there's a lot of reason for that. Okay, and one of it is that there's a new Republican House of Representatives. But that's not all. That's not all. If you want to get a copy of uh, Mr. Dershowitz's book, The Final Battle, it's free. Just go to uh, this website, finalbattle611.com. Finalbattle611.com and get your free copy. And then I'll watch Newsmax. And I'm, by the way, my TV show this weekend is uh, spectacular. I finished the script. Did a bunch of the writing for it. We make adjustments on it Thursday, Friday before we air over the weekend. But... Uh, this is a really funny and really entertaining show, and uh, you're going to learn a lot about uh, about stuff, about stuff. Oh, oh, I want to mention this here real quick. You know, the Penn Biden Center, we, we just found out yesterday, Penn Biden Center, everybody knew it was crooked. But, uh, or, you know, I mean, honest, really, about as, about as uh, straightforward as the, uh, the Clinton Global Initiative. Nobody has any idea where the money went. Same way with Black Lives Matter. They're all just to take advantage of, uh, I guess, a white liberal guilt to some degree, or your position in governments, uh, governance and the ability to, I don't know, do things like send a, a million barrels of your strategic petroleum reserve to your worst enemy. China. So apparently um, uh, a bunch of people who used to work for the Penn Biden Center went on to work for the uh, the Biden administration. And I mean, you about this? Yeah, apparently that is the case. Um, here is Natalie Winters uh, of Real America's Voice talking to Steve Bannon about uh, one Tony Blinken. Penn Biden Center, because there's a really crucial player in all of this, which is called West Exec Advisors. And it was founded by Antony Blinken, who is, of course, the Secretary of State. But this really served kind of as a pipeline. Um, the office is actually just across the street from the White House. Um, and that kind of symbolizes what the purpose of this company was. It basically staffed the entire Biden regime from top to bottom, top people like Antony Blinken, but even down really in, in every single agency. But why this is so particularly interesting and relevant now is because Antony Blinken served as the managing director 
of the Penn Biden Center. Uh, you also had Steve Reschetti, who is also a very, very senior aide to Joe Biden. In the it's White- almost like you need some people higher up for inf- influence peddling to get money out of foreign governments or something. I'm just saying maybe this could be completely innocent. White House also served um, as managing director of this Penn Biden Center after Blinken. But Blinken's firm, West Exec Advisors, deleted web pages, which show you that there is indeed a cover up, actually showed that his client base included, and this is a direct quote, that? U.S. research universities. And do you know what exactly they were advising him on? Again, know. this is not conspiracy. This is a direct quote from a deleted web page. How they could help these universities, quote, remain a trusted partner for Department of Defense-sponsored research grants while expanding foreign research collaboration, accepting... oh that sounds like more academic gobbledygook to me. ...foreign donations and welcoming foreign students in key STEM programs. Hold on, let's listen to that one more time. Hold on, what do you say? ...search grants while expanding foreign research collaboration, accepting foreign donations... Ding, 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 ding! and welcoming foreign students in key STEM programs. And by the way, anytime they're using the word foreign there, 99% uh, of the time they're referring to China. China, 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 China. Uh, Former fellows and administrators of the Penn Biden Center now have key positions in the Biden administration. (laughs) What else do you need? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. There is a pipeline. I swear to God, there's some sort of pipeline. Maybe when it comes to Biden, it's like a crack pipeline. Uh, Here's more from Natalie uh, Winters of Real America's Voice talking to Steve Bannon. Chinese money. China outperforms every other country, whether it's donations, research, or students. Um, So this really shows you how evil it was. They were advising these universities how to still receive not just taxpayer-funded grants, but taxpayer-funded grants from the Pentagon to conduct research what? while simultaneously you know, opening their wallets <laughs> wow. to cash from the Chinese Communist Party. They've since deleted all of this activity. Huh. But again, just to, just to reiterate, Secretary of State Antony Blinken's firm used to court foreign donations for America's top U.S. Un- for America's top universities. And he was also the managing director of the Penn Biden Center, which, as we explained in the last block, really is kind of a key player in this very, very shady, multi-ten million dollar deals of Chinese money flowing in. It's all about influence peddling. I told you this. I said, I said we're, we're creating an oligarchy in our country, and Hillary Clinton admires Russia. Why? Why? Of course, she would want to, that. Russia would want Hillary Clinton as the president of the United States in 2016. Of course. She was getting $245 million or so a year from Russian oligarchs after signing off on Uranium One. She had plenty of influence to sell. It's just, it's just unbelievable. The Penn Biden Center. How many $5, $10 donations do you suppose went to the Penn Biden Center at, uh, at UPenn? <laughs> Not one damn dime. Uh, I swear. I just swear. It's... Um, the more, the, you know, I'm, I'm not all about it. You know, I think there are a lot of great uh, minds in academia, but I'll tell you, <laughs> there are a lot of palms being greased. There's a lot of uh, endowments. There's a lot of now influence. It's just, it's, wow. It's big money. I mean, really big money. Uh, and we know that Joe Biden had classified documents now in at least two uh, locations. Here's a pencil neck. Uh, Adam Schiff uh, defending the FBI and uh, blaming Trump supporters, by the way. The committee will also seek to discredit law enforcement like the... Oh, no, no, I got to hold that. I got to hold that. That's, that's another shoe We'll get to that in a second. 
Okay, because we're going to move into the investigations of uh, of uh, the uh, the Biden administration by Republicans and how the left is freaking out, absolutely freaking out. Uh, here's another uh, headline: A university at House Biden Center pressed to end FBI China spy probe after big Beijing donations. This is from Just the News, John Solomon's terrific site. Uh, it looks like that uh, the University of Pennsylvania Ivy League institution, which collected tens of millions of dollars from China while paying Joe Biden and hosting his foreign policy think tank, successfully pressured the Biden Justice Department to end an FBI S- uh, counter-espionage program targeting Beijing's increasing influences within U.S. academia. So people were saying, why are all these Chinese students coming over here spying on America? Why is all this money going? What's going on with China? You all know it. You feel it in your bones. You know that China is deeply, deeply, deeply embedded in the uh, university system. You've had suspicions about that, and certainly in the Biden administration. Well, it looks like it's all coming true, or at least being exposed. Attorney General Merrick Garland shut down the FBI's so-called China Initiative in February 2022, this last year, shortly after more than 160 members of the University of Pennsylvania faculty signed and made public an open letter demanding the program be shuttered on the grounds that it amounted to, are you ready, racial profiling. So this was uh, Sinophobia, I guess, right? We understand the concerns about Chinese government-sanctioned activities, including intellectual property theft and economic espionage, are important to address. We believe, however, that the China initiative has deviated significantly from its claimed mission. It's harming the United States' research and technology competitiveness and is fueling biases that in turn raise concerns about racial profiling. Racial profiling. Racial profiling! Oh, this just in. They figured out what is in one trove of documents in Joe Biden's garage. They found it this morning. Here's the actual unveiling. Ancient Chinese secret. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? There you go. That's uh, Those are uh, Joe Biden's relatives, I believe, staying with him. Uh, and uh, and that's the exchange. She He admits it's ancient Chinese secret. She goes, really? Ancient Chinese secret. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Yeah. Apparently, ancient Chinese secret is uh, using the people's money to uh, buy influence in the United States. Handful of left-leaning universities, including Massachusetts Institute of Technology and Harvard, have previously appealed to the DOJ to close down the program investigating communist China's influence on American academia. The DOJ's own website still includes to this day a linky recitation of criminal cases the four-year-old program had brought against members of academia who were working with China, either on espionage charges or failure to disclose foreign monies as required by law. Even old FBI Director Christopher Wray traveled to the Reagan president presidential library to give a speech pleading for the government to vote more attention and resources to combating Chinese devastating influence in the U.S. He specifically cited cases where Beijing had used university academics to do its bidding. The FBI boss claimed China's espionage has become more brazen and more damaging. That is Christopher Wray. <laughs> wow, wow. Penn has long ties to both the Biden family and China. Its former president, Amy Gutman, was named by the president in 2021 to be his ambassador of Germany. 
that's one of those plum gigs that you get, you know, when you give so much money to people in uh, in Washington, you get to become an ambassador. <laughs> you don't even need to know how to speak the language. Uh, real quick, let's go to Larry in Baltimore before the break. Larry, what's on your mind, man? Hey, good afternoon, uh, uh, Rob. Uh, let me give you real time on the air. Happy New Year greeting to you and your family. I want to make it a fair. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. All right. Now, there are going to be a lot of predictions that are going to be floating around the next couple of weeks, okay? And most of them are going to involve the NFL. Now, I'm not going to put you on the spot as far as any of those predictions go. I do have a specific one I want to ask you about it. How soon will Scott Pelley arrange another sit-down with the president, this time to discuss his wayward documents? I, you know, I don't know. Um, it's kind of interesting, Larry. There seems to be a minor pivot on this story. And some people are kind of saying that CBS and others, with the discovery of a second trove of documents, right. this, may, this may be a turning point. So maybe we might actually see a serious investigation. I'm not holding my breath, but the feeling that I'm getting and a lot of people are getting is that a lot of Democrats looking at the polling, looking at the economy, uh, are beginning to realize um, that Joe Biden has lost his usefulness. Not youthfulness. Usefulness. Go ahead. Oh, I heard it. Oh, there's a difference. I'm familiar with it. <laughs> yes. God. yes. <laughs> well, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. And I uh, know you got some other callers uh, with whom you have to speak. All right, Larry. Talk again some other time. All right, bro. Have a good one. Have a good one. All right, so come on. We're going to get into this, uh, this proposed gas stove ban, which it was a trial balloon, by the way, floated by the uh, uh, leftists in the Biden administration. It was meant to go after fossil fuels, even though uh, natural gas is clean burning. Uh, it was absurd. It's doing a face plant. It needs to do a face plant. Anybody who proposes it needs to be humiliated and embarrassed by it. Uh, I mean, literally, we have to humiliate and embarrass them by it. They need to be reminded of their idiocy. Uh, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's The Rob Carson Show. Breaking news, A.G. Garland has appointed a special counsel to probe Biden's documents because he uh, got his uh, caught with his pants down, pretty much. Uh, you see, because uh, the Biden documents, the first trove of documents at the Penn Biden Center, they found uh, two weeks before the uh, Merrick Garland uh, appointed a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump for Mar-a-Lago. And then they sat on this story until after the election. So. You got that. You got that. The only one thing you could say about uh, about uh, Hunter Biden, he is definitely his dad's son. I'm going to tell you right now, they are crooked as the day is long. This is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. He's got a live show this week, and I'll tell you when and where and how to get tickets coming up. There is a louse that you have seen. And this louse is Biden's son. If Hunter told the truth about Pop, <laughs> the big guy would be done. You would think, but yeah, not so much. Now Hunter was a Navy man. Was he? Till oh, yeah. he failed that drug test. Then making money off his daddy's name became his crooked 
west Now Hunter's raked in millions And he took from everyone Doing drugs and strippers too And this louse is Joe Biden's song The Appleton Far Fall from the Tree, do it! Let's go to, uh, by the way, uh, Jim Gossett has a live show in uh, Atlanta this weekend on Saturday night. Tickets are only like 20 bucks. Go to NewsmakerLine.com. Uh, he does this bit in uh, radio in Atlanta called Newsmaker Line. So go to NewsmakerLine.com. That's where you need to go if you want to go see him Saturday night. Uh, this will sell out. It's going to be a good show, and he'll be doing a bunch of the new stuff, including uh, uh, Take This Jab and Shove It. That's an older one. Uh, there's a bunch of them. So we'll, if you want to do that, newsmakerline.com. Kathy in Stevensville, Maryland is on the phone. Hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I uh, wanted to talk about the documents real quick. Go. So I believe fully, 100%, that the Secret Service and Joe Biden absolutely knew the documents were where they were. I mean, clearly, he's probably been selling them. And I believe that it's a lot more difficult to sneak those documents back into the National Archive, thereby explaining why Trump's house was raided over his documents. To downplay what was going to become public information, because there's too many people involved in getting them back into the National Archives, Biden's indiscretion and wrongdoing. Huh. That's a, that's an interesting. Now, uh, come up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, nothing is out of the realm of possibility, to be quite honest with you, when you look at how unbelievable this story is. You know, anything is possible. I will tell you that, uh, you know, when it comes to sneaking things in the places that are secure and sneaking them out, it can get pretty messy, Kathy. You know, I, I don't know if I want to see those documents sneaked back into the National Archive by anybody associated with the Biden family. You know what I mean? Yeah. They would not be able to sneak them back in. So <laughs> That's interesting. To downplay his crime, he had to go after Trump. Now, Trump and his administration were cooperating, and the National Archives acknowledged that. That's true. They said, put another lock on. They did. They, they had – everybody was aware of what was going on. And not to mention, again, Trump was legally able – to um, declassify those. So, yeah, well, Kathy, everything you know, yeah, they've, 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 they've tried to they've tried to go after Donald Trump with uh, countless uh, investigations. They've all proven to to uh, to sh- they've shown nothing. All they are is political witch hunts. This is what the federal government has got very good at. They are going after political enemies. Well, now it looks like the uh, the cards are being turned on the people who are the really the people who are creating all this. Uh, and uh, hopefully, it'll keep going that direction. Kathy, I thank you for the phone call. Um, I do. I want to mention something. I, 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 there are some uh, morons who are saying that gas stoves are, uh, you know, going to cause your kid to have asthma. It's a, uh, a it's a, a junk science story that was pulled out of somebody's butt because of the green energy uh, nonsense on Capitol Hill. Nothing really burns cleaner than natural gas. It's 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 very very little extraneous particulate matter comes from the burning of natural gas. It's fairly simple. It's natural gas meets flame. A couple little byproducts, I believe, carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide, uh, and a well-ventilated area are fine. And people are saying that, you know, you should not, uh, you should, you, you, having a gas stove in your house is like leaving your car running in the house. So what I would recommend, if you think that uh, gas is such a bad thing and you're a leftist, 
uh, climate alarmist, please turn off your gas furnace today and leave it off. No matter how cold it gets, you're saving the planet. All right, a special guest from the Trafalgar Group joins us next. Don't go anywhere. SS by Tanix set sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the uh, Newsmax Hotline, Mark Meckler, the president of Convention of States, also uh, works with the Trafalgar Group. They do some terrific polling. We'll get to that. Mark, uh, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are you, sir? I am great. Always good to be with you, Rob. Uh, did you hear the good news today about the economy? <laughs> did you did you know did you don't no, this is for real man listen to this listen to this. uh you know inflation apparently has ticked down a little bit the federal the federal reserve raising interest rates and collapsing the housing market to get inflation under control have now decreased inflation to only 70 700 times uh, percent more high than it was when Donald Trump was the president that's the good man, news so just, i'm i'm thinking i'm going to go out i'm going to buy a magnum <laughs> of champagne couple of hot dogs and roast them out over yeah. my trash heap yeah. because i can't afford anything else well pretty much yeah you don't want to have some eggs i think you'd be better off just buying <laughs> some champagne um let's talk about uh, what's going on in the country i want to i want to get going with the uh, the one of the reasons why we have you on today is there's a new poll you guys have done the trafalgar group has done with regard to uh the chairmanship of the republican national committee uh harmeet dillon has emerged as a uh, leading candidate against um Ronna mcdaniel and you've done some polling on it, and it appears that maybe the Republican Party is ready to move on. Well, you know, when we look at the rebellion that took place in Congress over the last week over the speakership and how the grassroots supported that, and now we look at what's going on at the RNC. Last week, we polled and found out six only 6% of Republican voters wanted Ronna McDaniel to stay in her position. Wow. So we polled, we polled this week to find out, well, who do they want? And the two, as you said, that are really in the running, Ronna McDaniel and Harmeet Dillon, 86% of Republican voters say they support Harmeet Dillon. <laughs> wow. Um, dude, that would mean that Ronna McDaniel has Mitch McConnell numbers. Yeah, it is. I mean, she's Whoa. in the basement. And it's been interesting because she was asked about our poll last week. This one just broke today, so she hasn't been asked about it yet. She was asked about our poll last week, and she said, it's a bogus poll. It was in conducted at some kind of convention of states and it's just the numbers are bogus if you look at the data. She clearly hadn't looked at it. Yeah. She obviously doesn't know what Convention <laughs> of States is. No. And it's a Trafalgar Group poll, which is one of America's most respected pollsters. So I think she's in big trouble. I think she put her foot in her mouth last week. I expect she's not going to be happy when she sees this one. Well, I think the American people are very disappointed with the performance of the Republican Party. Uh, they attempted to destroy Donald Trump with it. Uh, they attempted to make it look like Donald Trump was the reason why we didn't have the red wave. I have a dozen reasons why that didn't happen Agreed. um but uh, but it wasn't because of donald trump and it, it's funny because uh, despite it all they, they and, it, and really the the full frontal assault on donald trump which like it's been going on for six years uh they raided mar-a-lago they tried to make it look like he was a criminal they thought that the the fbi's image would be enough to uh make a a, a pre-dawn raid with agents uh, make us think that donald trump was guilty 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 and all it did was make people go yeah you know what i'm gonna go ahead and vote for donald trump because honestly 
These people are freaking corrupt. Uh, it really backfired on them, Mark. And I think that uh, how's the how's the polling? You've done any polls lately? On uh, obviously the big thing is Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis. Um, I've, I depending on the poll, uh, I see Trump out front. I see DeSantis out front. You throw another person in there, Trump goes out in front. What do you, how's that going? Do you have any idea uh, what what the American people are feeling right now about twenty twenty four? Yeah, I mean, uh, we haven't pulled that directly, but I can tell you from traveling around, from talking to grassroots, it's really interesting. This is anecdotal. Obviously, the plural of anecdote is data. And so I believe I've collected a bunch of data on this. And what I would tell you is people are just uh, frustrated. Even people who are big Trump supporters, I'm hearing a lot of frustration with Trump. Uh, I saw this a lot when he issued his trading cards, which I I hesitate to even say that because I think it was an absolute embarrassment for the president of the United States, former president of the United States, to issue trading cards with himself as a superhero on them. And people just said, look, that's not serious stuff. And we're we're serious people living in a serious country, undergoing serious challenges. So a lot of people I've seen are frustrated with him. They were frustrated when he started attacking DeSantis. And these are people who are Trump fans. And so I think Trump hasn't done himself any favors by some of the decisions he's made over the last year. Yeah, you know, Mark, I I felt the same way when the trading cards came out originally. And then I realized that, hey, he just raised $5 million in a day. So, you know, who's... who's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's the fool here? I know what you mean, Mark, but but he raised a ton of money doing that, and and I think it kind of uh, it really flummoxed a lot of people. So anyway, uh, let's move on to I, I I've got to talk to you about convention estates, and I've been listening to the Vin uh, lately, and uh, and uh, while I disagree with some of the um, machinations that he's had with regard to Kevin McCarthy, uh, you know the process of choosing Kevin McCarthy becoming so. Uh, uh, public, which I thought was wonderful. Levin is still saying that we aren't going to be able to affect a ton of change in Congress. I mean, fundamental change back to I shouldn't say fundamental, but change back to the founding principles of the country unless we do a convention of states. Remind everybody what a convention of states would do and what we got to do to get there. Sure. Article 5 of the Constitution contains two ways that we can amend the Constitution. First is Congress proposes whenever two-thirds of each House wants to, and then they put it out to the states for ratification by three-quarters of the states. The second way that we've never used is when two-thirds of the states decide to gather in convention, they can do so. They can debate and propose amendments, and then in the exact same way, those amendments go out to the states for ratification. So that's never been done before, and it's one of the reasons we never have gotten limitations on Congress out of of amendments. And so if we want to limit Congress's power, if we want to impose term limits on Congress, if we want to impose a balanced budget on Congress, if we want to take away their power over education, energy, health care, and the environment, things they were never intended to have, we're going to have to call a convention of states. So that's what our organization is dedicated to at conventionofstates.com. It takes 34 states to call a convention. So far, 19 states have done it. A whole bunch more are in action already this session. Iowa, Idaho, Kansas, Wyoming, Montana, Ohio. These are states that have a good chance of passing this year, and they're in action right now. Well, Mark, uh, and we're talking to Mark Meckler of Convention of States and Trafalgar Group. I think if you looked at uh, polling before the midterms, literally 67, 70% of the people in the country felt the country was going the wrong way, both parties. That, to me, says that Americans are still 
loving America. The one thing that the class of 1968 have not been able to do is make us hate America. They try to get us to kneel. They try to make us feel terrible. They tore down our statues and all this, but we haven't stopped hating America. And that means Democrats, too. As much as I think there are plenty of flyover Democrats, uh, you know, Roosevelt Democrats like my dad, the younger generations and whatnot, I do believe that they don't, they're not down with uh, 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 sexualization of children, dear God in heaven. And, and I think that uh, we're at a turning point as far as the country is concerned. And I think this is going to be a bellwether year. You look at what's happening right now with investigations to come into Congress. When you look at just the last two days with regard to, uh, to Joe Biden and the media actually seriously pursuing allegations that he took classified documents. To me, it says maybe the American people are sick and damned tired of the malfeasance, of the the abuses and usurpations by Washington, D.C., and maybe, this is a turning point, maybe this means finally Convention of States. Yeah, I do think it is a turning point, not just for Convention of States. I think we see parents rising up yeah. against the woke madness in their schools, against the madness of gender ideology, childhood mutilation. We see these bills pending in legislatures all around the country to prevent childhood mutilation, some of that being led by Matt Walsh at the Daily Wire. There's yes. a great bill in Tennessee that yep. our activists are supporting. I think there are similar bills in Ohio and Texas getting ready to come out of the legislatures. So I think there's an uprising taking place, and that uprising tends toward traditional values, and it also knows that the solutions aren't going to come from Washington, D.C., mm. so we do see Convention of States popping up more and more in the mainstream. Rob, we're seeing we're getting targeted by the left on a radical basis wow. consistently now. Right after the new year, there was a huge hit piece in the New Republic. Uh, we've seen it in Business Insider, New York Times, ABC, yeah. and they're talking on the left about Convention of States and saying how dangerous it is because what we want to do is basically go back to the enumerated powers and something close to the original Constitution. So they're telling the truth in that regard. They just don't like it. I'm going to tell you, Mark, they're also freaking out on Capitol Hill about the investigations of the swamp. I mean, massively. We've seen all of the abuses. We've we've felt them. We saw and we know now that the FBI, the DHS and other government agencies were deeply involved in censoring speech about COVID, uh, speech about uh, the elections and election uh, uh, impropriety. You couldn't say anything about there. There are, I've got 50 or 60 things that out of nowhere in the last two years, the government uh, decided was misinformation or disinformation. And the reason we were able to find that out is because all of those things had been banned on social media and the mainstream media as those things. So it's clear there was a, a, a definite, concerted effort by governments, not just ours, but governments uh, and, and big mass media companies to tow a party line, a, a government lineup, maybe a New World Order line, whatever, um, and, and, and do it. And, and the American people see that now. And they're going, you know, uh, we're done with this. And 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 maybe this is the this is the point where the the American people are saying, you know, we're we're uh, it's time to turn things around. Yeah, look, I, I think the big question right now isn't whether the American people see it. Uh, it's not whether the left is freaking out that they see it. All those things I think are factually provable and true. The question is. What will the government actually do about it? What will Washington, D.C. do about it? Will they make any turns? Will they make any reforms? And that's where I remain skeptical because yeah, you know, I've been doing politics now 13 years. Yeah. 
Uh, I was part of the Tea Party movement. I watched yeah. the IRS target Tea Party folks. There was a huge investigation. The IG said that they did it, and then nothing happened. There were not even any reforms. Nobody was punished. Well, what about the Church Commission in the 1970s? Supposed to re- <laughs> supposed to reform the FBI didn't happen. No, in fact, the Church Commission is what gave us the FISA courts, which give us these horrible warrants uh, during the Trump administration. So what we know is that rarely, if ever, do the real reforms come out of Washington, D.C. That's why I'm so passionate about Convention of States, so passionate about working at the state level, so passionate about getting people involved at ConventionofStates.com, because I don't believe the government's going to fix it themselves. I believe it's up to us, Rob. Yeah, I think we're being uh, also a a gigantic, we've always had of the media industrial Complex. We've heard of the uh, military-industrial complex. Now we certainly know what appears to be the uh, higher education-industrial complex uh, is very big with the Penn Biden Center. I want to ask you one more question: Do you have an electric or a gas stove at home, there, Mark? Are, are you? Are you? Am, are you? A, I am are you a, and have always been and will always be a gas stove guy. They can pry that out of my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> I'm thinking that that uh, whole idea that that uh, uh, trial balloon that they attempted, uh, they never even realized what a backlash they would get uh, from not only the restaurant business, but uh, also from you and me, because we all know if you are uh, worth your salt as far as cooking, uh, gas is the way to do it. Yeah, you look, I would add one more thing is I don't think this is an accident. I think they want everybody tied into the electric grid for yes. absolutely everything. Yep. Then they put smart meters on your house, and then if you're not a good little comrade, then they have the ability to shut you off from the grid and 100%. freeze you out and starve you to death. And and I don't think that's an overstatement. Nope. I think they're looking for that kind of control. I don't doubt that uh, one little bit. But I would encourage those who really embrace uh, global warming, climate change, ozone hole, uh, murder hornet, killer bees, uh, those people, if you believe that uh, uh, having a gas stove in your kitchen is like leaving your car running in your kitchen with the engine going, then I would suggest if you have a gas furnace, you immediately shut it off no matter where you live. If you are a libtard, I mean a a climate uh, alarmist, you need to turn your furnace off uh, right now, no matter how cold it is, just to save the planet. I'll just throw that out there, Mark. I'm I'm with you. Look, if the folks who promote all this global warming insanity would actually live the lifestyle that they say all the rest of us should live, then I might take it more seriously, but they don't. They're hypocrites because they know it's not true. It's just virtue signaling, and it makes them feel good. Yes, it does. Okay, so, and they'll never be invited to my home for dinner. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right, so let's get this. Let's make this the year right here, Mark, 2023, conventionofstates.com. Go there. Help them out. I know you said you're going to be on uh, with Tucker next week, among others. Certainly, you'll be on Newsmax as well. Uh, I think this could be a real good year for you and and for freedom-loving Americans to be on. Well, I'm looking forward to making it a good one with you, Rob, so thanks for having me. All right, bro, have a good one. Let's uh, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Pete Buttigieg uh, is the Transportation Secretary of the United States of America. And, uh, wow, the transportation system is completely scrawled. Yesterday, for the first time since 9-11, all flights were grounded. All flights were grounded. Uh, he oversaw the rebranding of a faulty uh, NOTAM system to make it more inclusive, by the way, referring to air missions, air, air missions instead of airmen. This is one of the things that he does. 
He just for dec- decades before uh, this uh, this uh, N O T A M S was rebranded to stand for Notice to Air Missions. For decades before, it had been known uh, noted as uh, Notice to Air Men, but they wanted to be inclusive of all pilots. That's what he ushered in. And uh, yesterday, uh, everything went to hell in a handbasket. And did you hear about this? There was a, the Amtrak train uh, delayed 37 hours. I think that the reason why Pete Buttigieg became the transportation secretary wasn't just because he checked a couple boxes, but he also rode on the train in college once. Here's an idea. How about this? If you are in charge of the transportation sector of the entire economy, the public transportation secretary, uh, and then also, you know, interstate highways and all that, hire somebody who knows what the hell they're doing instead of a child. Now, how about that? How about become a serious adult for crying out loud? (sighs) How about these morons? The Consumer Product Safety Commission says it plans on gathering data on the potential health dangers, dangers associated with gas stoves before proposing solutions to the possible uh, issue later this year. Now, uh, I don't know if you knew about this, but Kathy Hochul, the moron who uh, allegedly won uh, the uh, governorship of the state of, of uh, New York, has quietly sneaked a uh, proposal to allow outlaw new gas stoves in New York housing compact she unveiled during a state of the uh, state. So basically, in, people need to ditch their kitchens, gas grills, and go electric. And basically, if you're building a new uh, property, they will not run gas lines because they're freaking stupid and uh, this was another uh, trial balloon they decided they thought they would fly and they would float and see how people reacted this is cnn with uh, uh, pulling uh, statistics out of their butts um, which is where natural gas comes from that's a different kind of natural gas gas stoves could soon get 86 from kitchens across the country going forward the u.s consumer product safety commissioner is considering a ban on the appliances for new builds, uh, it says those appliances can be a source of indoor pollution, sometimes linked to childhood asthma. So it's junk science, by the way. There's a study out last month which found indoor gas stove use and the pollutants that come with it are tied to an increased risk. Oh, one study. Well, hell then. Take them all away. Asthma in children. CNN chief climate correspondent Bill Ware is here. So, oh, there's Bill Ware. This guy's a moron. Uh, people are up in arms over this. There seems to be the sense that I'm going to take that stove out of your kitchen, which is... Well, yeah, no, that's that's what they want to do. Not exactly what's happening. No, no not exactly. But it speaks to the emotion yeah. of food and how we prepare it and certain styles. And this is... And uh, idiotic uh, new regulations that make no sense based on nonsense. It's 100 years of advertising. You know, you're cooking with gas now was a deliberate campaign from the American Gas Association when they were up against wood and coal mm-hmm. back in the 30s. Even th- I would say this is a, a decidedly better option. They, a couple of years ago, found they, that they're sort of paying influencers to cook out their gas stoves because electric, frankly, is so superior just in terms of it's much more efficient. No, it sucks. It's safer. The new induction stoves are safer and all of that. And this is crazy. Yeah, I've had an electric stove for seven years. It sucks. I hate it. As soon as I get the opportunity, we're going to run some gas lines. I'm going to tell you that. Here is Senator John Kennedy. This is fantastic. With his thoughts of this uh, this moronic trial balloon. But one of your interviewers, he pointed out that this is really a backdoor way to go after. Oh, that's not it. Here is uh, Senator John Kennedy with some uh, delightful comments, as he is always known for. Here it is. Hold on. 
Well, somebody does not want to cooperate with me. Try it again. Sometimes I think President Biden has a team of morons. <laughs> I don't mean to be unfair. Um, no, that's fair. Many of, many of President Biden's appointees are very smart, but uh, so was the Unabomber. My, my point is that uh, they may be smart, but they, they don't have any sense. Yeah, what's well, called book smart versus, uh, you know, street smart. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. Uh, this from Newsmax just a few minutes ago. A.G. Garland named special counsel to probe Biden's handling of documents. Probing and handling is what Joe Biden has done to interns a lot. Uh, anyway, now U.S. Attorney General <laughs> Merrick Garland today announced the appointment of a special uh, counsel to investigate Joe Biden's handling of sensitive government documents and inquiry that would cast shadow a uh, shadow over the Democrats expected run for a re-election in 2024 he's not going to run uh, the top US law enforcement official made the announcement hours after the White House uh, lawyer on Thursday disclosed that Biden's legal team had found a well there are three now James Rosen on Newsmax said there's three the third is um, uh, was found in his garage. But Joe Biden says, hey, man, it was locked. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine Joe Biden's garage? You know, uh, you know, he says he's bought and paid for by the, uh, by the Chinese Communist Party. It's like, you know, Jill answers the door and she's like, hey, Mr. Fang from the Chinese Communist Party wants to borrow the weed whacker. And Joe's like, I just give him the, give him the code key to the, the keypad to get into the garage. It's no break. Just tell him to borrow that thing, even though he probably didn't have a weed whacker. But anyway, it's kind of uh, it's kind of remarkable. It is kind of remarkable when you think about it, because um, our government is so just sickeningly, disgustingly corrupt. And and I've said it: people moved to Washington D.C., spending their entire lives telling us how to live our. Then we had a moron named Joe Wilson of South Carolina. Excuse me. So Joe Wilson of South Carolina. Put forward a resolution that calls for displaying a bust of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in the U.S. Capitol. Now, apparently, uh, and this is just something I don't know. If you give, uh, if you give a hundred billion dollars to uh, third world uh, totalitarians, you get a free bust of their uh, of their dear leader. I mean, this just came out. So uh, apparently, you give uh, you give Ukraine a hundred hundred billion dollars, and you don't know where it's going. You get a free bust of Vladimir. Uh, Lewinsky, Vladimir, yeah. Uh, resolved that the House of Representatives directs the Fine Arts Board to obtain a bust of the President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, for displaying in a suitable permanent location in the House of Representatives wing of the U.S. Capitol. 
What an insult to our founders. And do people have served honorably? I think there were a couple in Washington, D.C. And this uh, jackweed decides that he's going to, in the halls of our Congress, put a uh, permanent bust of uh, Vladimir Zelensky, who didn't even bother wearing a tie the last time he came to the country. He looked like a, he looked like, uh, a gangster, uh, you know, wearing a, a, a jogging suit. It was, uh, it was quite, uh, quite stunning. And not not surprising because, you know, uh, this is what happens. Um, where are we going to go next? You know what? I think I want to go to um, uh, federal investigations. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but um, uh, Donald Trump went through a lot of investigations while he was the president of the United States. To the tune that um, he uh, literally had to fight for everything he got accomplished. It's amazing that he was able to get anything accomplished with two impeachments, one after he left office, one for a uh, phone call with a uh, country's leader that was innocent. Uh, you know, we had the, the attempt to uh, throw the election in 2016, the successful uh, uh, attempt to throw the election in 2020. Uh, here's a list of just a few of the um, the investigations that we witnessed while Donald Trump was the president and since then. Democrats have been wasting almost all of their time and billions of your tax dollars with one investigation after investigation into all things Donald Trump. And this has been going on now for years. Oh, yeah. First, it was the Russia hoax. Yes, then it was Comey's crossfire hurricane, oh, yeah, Mueller's right. witch hunt, yeah. the emoluments clause investigation yeah, from the House Oversight Committee, yeah. a House Ways and Means investigation into yeah. Trump's taxes, mm. another House investigation into Trump's hotel lease, another House investigation into foreign gift disclosures, a D.C. probe into Trump's inauguration fundraising, another similar investigation from the Southern District of New York and the Eastern District of New York and from New Jersey's Attorney General. Yeah, One impeachment investigation into a regular phone call with Ukraine, a that. second impeachment investigation into January 6th, yep. yet another House committee investigation into January 6th that is still ongoing with more hearings to come. And then there's the Southern District of New York's Investigation. Yeah, don't forget the kangaroo court about January the 6th that turned up absolutely nothing and there was no defense and no evidence for Donald Trump in his defense allowed. Into pardons, a DOJ probe Is into that, mm, Trump's political action committee, sure. another House investigation. Yeah, I could do this all day, but uh, here are the Democrats freaking out because, uh, you know, they've established a new committee with Jim Jordan to investigate uh, the weaponization of our government. Today, we have the first of their many demands on display, an open-ended investigation into whatever conspiracy theories may be headlining the right-wing echo chamber at the moment. Mr. Speaker, I rise in strong opposition to HRES 12, the Insurrection Protection Committee. This, this is fantastic. This is all about deep state nonsense. Let's call it what No, it, it's the investigation of deep state nonsense. Really is. The Republican Committee to Obstruct justice. Russia is one of our most dangerous adversaries. We're in the middle of a national security quagmire. It's a quagmire. Yeah. And to undermine that through investigations of the FBI and Central Intelligence is going to be extremely dangerous. The MAGA extremist fringe of the Republican Party That's me. will use this committee to push QAnon conspiracy theories and lies from Truth Social. They're going to use it to gin up fake investigations into non-existent scandals. Wow, what are they scared of? That's the question. Oh, and they should get—they should be real scared. 
On a party line vote of 221 to 211, with all Democrats opposed, the House approved the formation of a select committee on the weaponization of the federal government, which is to be chaired by Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio. There is gigantic evidence that the United States government was involved in censoring the freedom of speech of Americans on uh, topics wide-ranging, including the government response to covid any questioning of the government's response to COVID, uh, any questioning of the 2020 election, any questioning, although it did kind of lighten up with regard to the uh, Arizona election, which was stolen by Katie Hobbs. I'm not afraid to say it. It's my opinion. And then there's all the evidence, the evidence, because, you know, that First Amendment allows me to do that. But our government weaponized every department. This started with the IRS back with uh, the Tea Party. The IRS was weaponized and went against conservative groups, shut them down, shut down their speech. If you, you know, if they had names like Patriot in their title for their 501c3, wouldn't approve them. And that was, I mean, that was, a, uh, that was nothing compared to what's going on now. Nothing. Here's Adam Schiff defending the FBI in the face of mountains of evidence that the FBI is ungodly corrupt. FBI who are so important in the fight against domestic violent extremism. Republicans in Congress... That's something that was created out of whole cloth by the DOJ. Uh, There was never domestic violence uh, 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 extremism at all. There's no massive rise in white supremacy. What it is is an attempt to go after Trump supporters and other Republicans. Congress just don't care. The greatest threat, the greatest terrorist threat to our country comes from violent right-wing militia groups. Oh, I'm not thinking that's true. And, and most people, I would say almost all people know that is not true. Groups and their sympathizers and Republicans in Congress just don't care. Here is uh, a, a lick spittle for the Democrat Party, Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough, used to li- he used to uh, fill in for Rush Limbaugh. He was at one point, I guess, a conservative Republican, completely sold his soul. I don't know what it was for. It was because of the, you know, person, Yoko, sitting next to him. Don't even know. But here is a man. He's not a journalist, never been a journalist. Um, Here he is uh, going a little bat guano crazy, um, uh, freaking out about the possibility of uh, investigating the government. Now, I would think about this, because this is like um, somebody uh, having an investigation of the church, Whatever church that is. Seriously. Uh, Listen to him defend. It's like government is almost a religion to him. He doesn't believe that there's any malfeasance. There are any abuses. There are any people going to jail who don't need to go to jail. Any people who have been censored. Uh, This is how blinded by his his politics that he has become. They're going to to war against the FBI? Yeah. They're attacking uh, the Pentagon. They're attacking our top-ranked military officers. It's like, when are they going to ever learn? They're really the, I did the stoop the political stupidity here the political malpractice the stupidity is is you continues and I know there are a lot of former Republicans like me that say this is really bad Amer- no no not very many maybe you and Michael Steele and uh, you know a couple of uh, uh, oh Adam Kinzinger America needs a competent conservative party and instead we just have these idiots running around trying to attack the military. Trying to attack our intel. No, we're the biggest uh, supporters of the military, and you know it as well as anybody else. We also are big defenders of the police as well, by the way. 
It really is. Uh, it really is remarkable. Uh, this is what happens when light is shown on uh, on corruption. And they they freak out. Here is uh, Representative James Comer on the coming investigations of the uh, Biden family. I believe he was talking on uh, on Fox the other night about this. It states Joe Biden lied to this country, didn't he? When he said he did, never discussed his foreign business dealings with his son. Absolutely. We have produced pictures. We've produced emails. We've produced documents that show that not only did Joe Biden know very well what his son and brother we're doing with with respect to influence peddling, but he was also a part of it. We saw where Hunter Biden was requesting keys for office space for Joe Biden. There are several whistleblowers that have come to us and identified Joe Biden as the big guy, that he was supposed to get a 10 percent equity stake. That's a national security concern. The more that comes out about Joe Biden and the influence peddling, you know, there's a pattern here with communist China, with Ukraine, with Russia, with our adversaries across the world. And you look at the bad decisions that Joe Biden makes and this White House makes every day that has a, a detrimental effect on every American. You wonder, is this president compromise. We deserve to have answers to the extent of the Biden family influence peddling and what exactly Joe Biden not only knew, but what exactly he benefited from. Yeah, the evidence is becoming overwhelming. Uh, it's becoming overwhelming. And uh, and I hope and pray for the sake of the country that uh, the feces finally meets the fan. And, and I told you, as far as COVID and whatnot, uh, they're, they're going to have to be some sort of, um, some sort of a Nuremberg trial because, uh, and, and I've got coming up, I've got, I've got a bunch of incidences this week, this week, young people dying suddenly, hearts just stopping, this on the heels of new research of a massive increase in mitocarditis and, uh, and death cardiovascular death of young people that can be linked to the COVID vaccine. I could say it now. I know that was disinformation. But then there's this thing called evidence and body count. We'll get to that in a second. This is the Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Third batch of uh, documents, classified documents found on a Joe Biden property in the last two days. Um, I don't know, man. I said yesterday, I said, maybe, maybe, maybe this is the way for uh, Joe Biden to bow out gracefully before an official announcement for a run in 2024. Or maybe this is uh, the Democrat Party and the mainstream media signaling that his usefulness is over. I don't know. He did have the most successful midterms in uh, since Kennedy. Right. Didn't he? Yeah, doing a bang-up job. Doing a bang-up job as the president. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, this is kind of weird. The FDA and the CDC, who have uh, really, I mean, just kind of been uh, crooked as hell as far as uh, COVID is concerned. I said from the very beginning that COVID was overplayed. I said that the reason why 2020 happened was because it was 2020. I was right 1,000% of the time. Uh, anyway, the FDA and CDC advisors accused Moderna huh, of withholding trial data that suggested its booster, bivalent booster, I should say COVID bivalent booster, was less effective than the older shot. And they did that to secure a $5 billion government order. It's from the uh, UK Daily Mail. 
Members of the COVID-19 Advisory Board claim crucial data was withheld. Omitted studies showed that new booster was less effective than the original. The data was limited. Advisors uh, say it could uh, should have uh, been shown to them, uh, and ultimately they did it so they could get $5 billion from the federal government for a new booster that nobody wants. Kind of weird. Take this jab and stick it. I ain't getting no vaccine. I'm on jab. Dumbest thing that I've ever it, it's seen. a hard thing. I was worried about it. Says, take the shot or go home. So I'm walking out the door. Take your jab and stick it there, there, I won't take this crap no more. This is called the breakdown. Joe, Joe Biden's been in DC for going on 50 years. And now he's trying to bring us down. Playing on people's fears. Global warming! I've seen a lot of folks in D.C. lie. I've seen a lot of pay to play. Your gas stove's got to go. With Democrats, I've had it up to here. And now I got the guts to say. Come on! Take your jab and stick it. I ain't taking this no more. We still got a constitution that's worth fighting for. It's my choice. Ain't that what the liberals say? Only on abortion. So take this jab and stick it. This is still the USA. This jab and stick it. Hey, this is still the USA. By the way, if you want to go see Jim Gossett's live show this Saturday night in Atlanta, just go to newsmakerline.com, newsmakerline.com. We are working on for 2023. A live show with me and Jim Gossett. <laughs> I know. Biden quietly extended the COVID public health emergency yet again, even though he said the pandemic was over four months ago. You know why? Because if they have the word emergency next to it, they can do anything. If it's an emergency, you can do anything. You can shut down schools, you can shut down churches, you can do anything. Yeah, that's what that's all about. Mother is blaming COVID vaccine in government after her son developed blood clots in his brain nine days following the vaccine. Mother in Draper, Utah, broke her silence, revealed that her healthy son developed blood clots in his brain nine days after receiving the experimental RNA COVID vaccine near year, nearly a year later. Another clot formed in his right leg. His son, uh, the, uh, Sherry Romney, revealed that her son Everest was taken to an ICU with blood clots in the brain uh, back in April of 2021, nine days after receiving the vaccine. Medical records state that the blood clots were an adverse reaction to the vaccine. Kindergarten student suddenly dies in uh, in uh, Ohio. This is, I'm, by the way, I'm not meaning to make light of this at all. This is ungodly, uh, unreal, and if it happened to your kid, my God. Tragedy struck in the community of Huron, Ohio. A young uh, child died unexpectedly. Shawnee Elementary School announced the death of Evelyn Bauer, a kindergarten student attending the school. Evelyn Bauer uh, uh, passed away unexpectedly Sunday. We don't know exactly what it was, but these things are kind of unlikely. 17-year-old high school student in Ohio dies suddenly from cardiac arrest while at school. On Monday, a junior male student at Western Brown Local Schools died suddenly from cardiac arrest. Blaze Jacobs suffered a medical emergency on Monday morning while at school. GoFundMe paid has been set up. 
Air Force offensive lineman Hunter Brown dead at 21 after experiencing a medical issue on his way to class. This is all last week. This happens all the time, doesn't it? Well, let's see. I've been doing radio for 33 years, and I've never seen anything like this. So don't act like this happens all the time. Air Force Academy announced the death of Hunter Brown at the age of 21. Offensive lineman was on his way to class when he suffered a medical emergency. He has been launched into an on-base death involving the military member. An investigation has been launched. He was working on a major in management and a minor in French, and he's 21, and he's gone. And a second high school student suddenly died within a week in Las Vegas after suffering from cardiac arrest. Unbelievable. This is one of those investigations that the Democrats in Congress don't want you to uh, to do. Chad Prather is a commentator and a comedian and a country singer, and he kicks butt, and he's going to be joining me next to talk about all this. This is The Rob Carson Show. who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the phone, one of the uh, funnier uh, people in uh, in satire and punditry out there, Chad Prather, on the Newsmax hotline. I was thinking of maybe a new country song for you, Chad, uh, for the Biden administration this week. How about it? Call it Feces Meet Fan, Fan Meets Feces. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I got to start thinking about what all rhymes with feces. Feces, theses. I don't even, I have no idea. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you before we do, you got this uh, this song that I saw on your Twitter feed this morning, I Got Over You. Uh, tell everybody about this song because I'm, I'm going to be featuring the song after our interview. This is spectacular. So I Got Over You. Tell me about the song. Yeah, we, you know, back during, back, back during COVID and all that stuff when people couldn't go out and entertain in live venues and stuff. Uh, some musician buddies of mine, we, we'd get together and we'd do these things called Songs from the Sofa, and, and we just great three-piece <laughs> harmony deal. And so we were, we were looking around for songs and playing with uh, writing some songs, and so we came up with this idea of I got over you when you got under him. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously that's been a fun joke for years. I was talking to Larry the Cable Guy. He had one similar to that, you know, yeah. uh, a little deal that he did a joke. And so, you know, it's not a, not a new phrase, but – you know, we kicked that thing off in harmony where it says, you know, now penicillin is killing what's left of our love. And, uh, you know, it's it's a fun earworm of a song. Yeah. I think, honestly, there, there's three or four songs. Of all the songs that I've done, out of my top probably three songs, I, that could possibly be my very favorite one. All right, I'm going to share a little bit of it. And I, I can't do it right now because you're on Skype and you won't be able to hear it. So I want to I want to play it. But uh, I just think uh, the, the art of satire. I love country music when it takes something like, like for instance, we all saw the bumper sticker, uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. All right. right. And, and then Big and Rich made it into the biggest damn song they could ever make it into. And, and I love that. I love that play on words. I got over you when I found you under him is perfect. Yeah. It's just, I love that stuff, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So we, uh, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. You know, and our deal is, you know, we, we, I look at music as a great way to deliver a punchline. Yes, so sir. when people come to my live shows, I do stand up comedy, but yeah. every show I do, at least the last 30 minutes of it is me and a guitar. Love it. And, and, you know, people always say, what do you do? And I say, well, I do comedy, but I do music comedy. And they're like, yeah. well, what is that? And I was like, if I can use music to deliver a punchline, for me, that is, I, that's just 
everything to me. Well, it's one, of, it. it's one of the great ways, that, and I've been doing it for a long time, Chad. I, I started on the radio in 1989 and immediately started writing for a guy named Rush Limbaugh. And, uh, and, and when you want, if you want to make a point, Chad, you know as well as I do, the best way to do is with humor. Because you can disarm your competition to some degree, and even if your competition is, you know, are people who disagree with you intellectually, they may, you know, think, oh, that's kind of stupid. But the people who love your song, they can <laughs> laugh at the people who don't think your song is funny, too. Right. And I think, you know, that's why we did, I was telling you, we did a song called Take, the, take Your Jab and Stick It to uh, Take This Job and Shove It by Johnny Paycheck. One of the biggest things we did, because it made a point, it was familiar, and, uh, and that's the best way to do it. That is the best way to do it. I guess you ought to, go ahead. Yeah, We've got some fun stuff coming up. I, you know, I'm probably jumping the gun even telling your audience this, but uh, there's a new record label out of Nashville called Based Records, and uh, started by by a guy named uh, Matt Azrielli and, and partners with Chris Wallen, who wrote songs like "Don't Blink" for Kenny Chesney, and wow. you know, uh, people loving people for Garth Brooks and stuff like that. And and their whole deal is about anti woke music. I love that, it. That makes a statement. And so I, you know, I'm partnering with them in the days ahead to do some more stuff like that. <laughs> I, I think, something that's made for you, dude. The arts. That's made for you. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Chad, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, this this is the year, and I've been preaching this a long time, and I've always said that there is a place for conservative comedy. When I signed up for Rush Limbaugh, I forsook the possibility of ever living the dream of hosting The Tonight Show. I knew it. I knew it. And I've been told by people in the industry, uh, you know, Oprah Winfrey's people. I I auditioned for one of her talk shows, and, and they found out I wrote for Rush Limbaugh. It was over. So, uh, you know, when you look at the ascension of, uh, of Greg Gutfeld, he's beating everybody without, without big musical guests, you know, without actors. No, it's, it, and, uh, you know, I did my stint uh, in Hollywood going out writing for the networks. You know, I had an opportunity to do my own sitcom that I had written yeah. and met with all of the networks. I had, uh, you know, Eric Tannenbaum, who had a little show called Two and a Half Men on yeah. CBS Eleven Seasons, you know he was produ- he was going to produce it, and they they did not want to work with me. Uh, yeah. You know they just absolutely across the board. That was right at the time when Roseanne Barr had gotten kicked off of her oh, show yeah. for, for Valerie Jarrett's statement. And and when I'd go in and sit down uh, with them, it, you know they they give me the the, the smiles. But yeah. uh, they knew they were never going to do it. Chad, and, this is uh, this is conservative apartheid, dude. And I, I've said this for thirty years. We have suffered under conservative apartheid. And you think about conservative, uh, you know, apartheid is state-sponsored discrimination. And most recently, we discovered it is state-sponsored because the federal government worked in concert with the deep state, DHS, FBI, to shut down conservative speech. So this is apartheid against a group of individuals for their beliefs. It's been going on for thirty years, and I think this is a year we start to turn things around. I think it's right. You know, I'm a big proponent of, of what we call the parallel economy, where we start cr- creating alternatives uh, that goes against yep. the mainstream. One of those that has to happen, I think Daily Wire is doing a hell of a job yep. of doing it right now with, with some of their uh, documentaries as well as their movies and stuff like that. You know, I, I'm on Blaze TV. We're yep. working towards that. My friend Steve Dace has an incredible I movie. Know Steve. He just been on Nefarious that uh, is that I hope gets major promotion because I in production because I tell you, it's it's an incredible film. And, um, we'll you know, to get I him think on. we've got to go back and we've got to just take it back. Yep. 
Well, and we need to do it with a, I, I've decided that I'm not going to take people serious if they think there's 150 sexes. I'm just not going to take, I'm not going to take it serious anymore. I'm not going to have an, a serious engagement with children. Uh, you know, no. nothing against children. I'd rather have an engagement with a child than some moron uh, espousing this crap. So what we need to do is make, make fun of them. Uh, that's, that's what it, we, we need to malign. Uh, we need to uh, make fun of them. They're absurd and just make them look like fools. I'm done with the conversation. You can't have a conversation with somebody who thinks a gas stove is going to cause your kid to have asthma and want to ban <laughs> gas stove. What the hell's up with that, by the way? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's, it's insane. <laughs> and and to try, their ability to try to make that a logical argument is insane. Well, what about you? Do you got a gas stove at home? Uh, you know what? I love cooking with gas. Yeah, you do. Uh, we, we were, my, my girlfriend and I were just joking about that. It was like, you know, our, our gas bill tripled in the last month. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to stop. I've got a gas fireplace. i got a gas hot tub. i got a gas pool out yeah, back. Yeah, um, yeah. We're gassing it up. Well, I'm recommending to climate alarmists that if they, they think that uh, running your gas stove is equivalent to having your car running inside the house, that you immediately need to go down, no matter where you live. If you're a climate alarmist and a leftist and you have a gas furnace, you've got to turn that sucker off now. <laughs> I don't care how cold it is. You got, Chad, you've got, you got to be a steward of the earth. You got to be a yep. What do you think about all these files being found? Now, I guess three locations. Joe Biden is uh, has hidden some <laughs> some classified documents. What do you think is going on with this? Well, well, the hits keep coming, right? I know, uh, man. You know, all the stuff that it's amazing to me, and we always know this: the stuff that they accuse the right of doing, doing for you know, the stuff they accuse Trump of. That's the stuff they're doing behind the scenes. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I said before the midterms, they've got to try to figure out a way to get Joe Biden out of the way, because I don't think that's the solution for 24. Mm-hmm. You know, the Democrats want Gavin Newsom. I'm pretty sure of that it's so they've got to make him look really, really bad. And that's why, you know, Merrick Garland came out today, saying they were going to have a special counsel. Now, that can go one of two ways. They can actually investigate it. There'll never be some pre-dawn raids or anything like that, <laughs> no. like they did on Roger Stone or, or, or Donald Trump. But you know, <clears throat> the other way they could go is just sweep it under the rug, which is tends to be what their yeah. M.O. usually is. We'll see. I, you know, it's amazing to me that, one, Joe Biden had a think tank. Uh, that, that's <laughs> what in the hell is going on here, that Joe Biden had a think tank. Um, <laughs> University of Penn, which got 10 times uh, more money from China than any other American institution. Uh, yeah. It's amazing, amazing coincidences we see happening there. So I don't know what will come out of this thing, but, uh, uh, you know, I, again, if, you, if whatever they're accusing the right of doing, yeah. you can be guaranteed, we've seen it over and over again, it's what they're actually doing in reality. What did you think about last week of the Republicans uh, uh, pulling back the curtain to, uh, to debate Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House? I personally thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was amazing, and thank God for that Freedom Caucus. Uh, you know, I've... Uh, you know, I, I said the same to, to Lauren Boebert. You know, I sent her a message and, and just thanked her. You know, at, at the end of that vote, I, I just thanked her after, you know, 15 rounds of voting for Kevin McCarthy. And he finally got in. We knew what was going to happen. But look at all of the stuff they got them to concede to. Uh, all of the things that, uh, you know, this this isn't maybe this isn't our, you know, the Congress as usual, as we've as we've been seeing. You know, it took a handful of people. You know, Chip Roy, Matt Gates, the rest who who just held their feet to the fire and said, we're not going to put up with this anymore. Yeah. Uh, and and I hope that it's going to be good things, you know, maybe with a Congress that's willing to get in there and actually do some things and represent the American people that have true conservative values. We'll see a change. Well, I also thought it was uh, kind of refreshing to see uh, the first live broadcast colonoscopy since uh, Katie Kirk. <laughs> I thought that was pretty and it lasted a whole week. 
Yeah, yeah they did. It was fun. Oh my! And I was there for it. That's that's how that's how <laughs> terrible my social life is. I stayed up for the whole thing. I watched the whole dadgum thing, brother. And I I was there for it. I was enthralled. I was like, read those names one more time. Let's take another vote. Uh, but you know, here we are. I, I, it's, it's amazing, and Matt Gates is not wrong when he says that we've got to quit giving power to the people who want it so badly. Yeah. You know, give it to give it to the reluctant candidate, the people who don't want it. You know, I, yeah. those are the ones, the Jim Jordans, the Chip Roy's of the world. Those are the guys that really should be yeah. in, in those positions. But uh, again, it's it's such a it's such a gross thing. And anybody out there, you know, I'm sick of the uniparty. I'm sick of big government. I'm yeah. sick of government overreach. I'm sick of this nonsense ideology, ideology that's paraded around as bureaucracy. Um, yeah. It's insanity. In fact, I wrote a book back in uh, it came out in 20 called uh, "Am I Crazy?" And, yeah. and you know, it was, it was talking about these things of how we logically, or at least it's a stretch of of logic to try to make these things make sense, and, yeah. and they don't make sense. Yeah. So. It's the world we're living in, brother. Yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned some uh, some pretty big names there. You had Bobert in there, and you had uh, uh, Matt Gates done a great job. But somebody who I think is you're going to see some you're going to hear a lot more about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, I, I I decided to call her. She's uh, DeSantis in heels. Uh, she, as part of <laughs> one of her first executive orders, she got rid of the idiotic term Latinx. Did you? <laughs> yeah. he, she got rid I of Latinx. I think the, the the title of the executive order was Latinx stinks. Yeah. Okay. Maybe and, it wasn't that good. But <laughs> you hear when you hear things like, uh, you know, obviously in his inauguration speech, which was excellent. You know, Ron DeSantis says Florida's where woke goes to die, and I think that's exactly what you're going to see happening in Arkansas. Unfortunately, Arkansas is not going to get the media attention that Florida's going to get. But uh, I'm going to tell you, Sarah Sanders is phenomenal. She's an absolute. And Chad, a lot of the times, a lot of times the media will give uh, attention to the guy. That's just the way it is. You know, you know, it's DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. Uh, You know, and I like Ron DeSantis. Don't get me wrong. Um, But, you know, and and I would venture to say Ron DeSantis, the only man other than or person, I should say, I think you could really jump into the presidency without skipping a beat um, like Donald Trump. But I'm going to tell you, there are some other people coming up there. And we cannot we got to also focus on people like Christy Nome, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We're going to be hearing all sorts of greatness from Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I just think uh, it's great. I, well, I, no question about you, it. You may have noticed that I think uh, uh, the last couple of years, uh, women in the Republican Party seem to have the balls. Um, yeah. But, but you know, w- but fortunately we do have some patriots. Listen, Chad, we got to run. Uh, what else? Uh, what are you working on right now? Where can I send people to check out what you're working on, your social media and whatnot? You know, I encourage people to, to head over to chadpratherlive.com. That's that's the quickest spot to go find where I'm going to be doing live shows. I'm, I'm somewhere in the country every weekend now till June. So I encourage people to find me. Uh, come out, have some fun, sing some songs with us, have some laughs. Are you coming to Kansas City anytime soon? You know, we're working on that. We're All working right. on that. We're trying to get over there. So uh, every, getting caught up post-COVID has is, is been a chore. But, All right. Uh, well, you come to town, I would, uh, I'll, I'll take you out for some barbecue. Let's go. All right. I'm going to play your song in a second. I got over you. I'm going to play that in a second. Chad Prather, God bless, Godspeed. Have a glorious day, and thanks for joining me. Same to you, brother. Thank you. All right. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. I want to thank uh, Chad Prather for being on the show today. A really, really, really funny guy. Here's a little bit of his song, I Got Over You. penicillin is killing What's left of our love? <laughs> you were the sweetest thing in this little town. 
fantastic. Chad, I can't play the whole song because, uh, you know, time constraints and all that and probably some ASCAP things or whatever. But anyway, Chad Prather, if you get a chance to uh, check out Chad, he's a funny guy. Very, very funny guy. All right. Where are we going to go before we uh, get the hell out of here? We got to... <laughs> <laughs> still have some audio. Do we still have uh, Claude on the phone? I'm just going to ask uh, my producer. Is Claude on the phone still? No. Claude is not on the phone. Well, Claude, gosh darn it, I am sorry to hear that you are no longer on the uh, on the phone. So um, I do want to, uh, uh, let's see, Nadler, that's kind of heavy. It's kind of heavy. Well, that's kind of heavy, too. Uh, Jean-Pierre, no one comes in. Should I do the border? Should I move on to idiocy in uh, in education? I don't think I have time to do that. Uh, let's talk real quick about the border. Now, you know, um, there are a lot of things that the federal government's doing right now that add insult to injury. They insult you. Joe Biden makes a mess, rubs your nose in it like they used to do with dogs. Uh, people who are not very responsible uh, dog owners would rub their, rub their uh, face in the dog's uh, mess that they love in the house, thinking that the house would go, oh, I guess I crapped in the floor. Oh, yeah, now that it's on my face, I certainly won't do that in the house. Really stupid thing to do. Don't ever do that. But anyway, that's what uh, that's what Joe Biden, that's what the Biden administration wants to do. And uh, and so what they did now is we know that the border is uh, is wide open. We know that people are dying. We know that 108,000 people died of drug overdose in the United States of America. The best and brightest for the first time. The the gigantic increase, the biggest increase in overdose deaths is 12 to 19 year olds. Children. And Joe Biden waited two years to pay lip service in El Paso, Texas, for a few minutes, and then move on to Mexico, where he met to the uh, the president of uh, Mexico. And by the way, I'll just tell you this right now. I think Mexico, and you may think it's all cute and everything, Mexico, Mexico is not our friend. They're not our ally. What they do is they're a sucker fish on the United States of America. They uh, they take advantage of uh, of trade. They take advantage of our money. They take advantage of our manufacturing. Uh, they are bleeding their most valuable resources, which is human uh, resources, into the United States of America. They are um, they have let the uh, drug cartels completely take over their country. And uh, and I got to tell you, Mexico is not our ally. Maybe they're not our enemy yet, but they're getting real close. They're getting real close. And if I were the president of the United States, I'd give this president a little what fur. Here is President Obrador uh, talking about how for the first time in history, we have a president who hasn't built a single meter of wall. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built not even one meter of wall. And that, we thank you for that, sir. And if you could give us the routing number to the Penn Biden Center, we'll get that money in there right away. Just as soon as, you know, we don't have a lot. We're Mexico. We're not China. You know, I mean, we're not China. But, uh, you know, there is that. And then, of course, uh, we also heard that the 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 the, the, the uh, mayor of, of uh, El Paso and, and a bunch of federal officials, they cleaned up the riffraff, the, uh, the people who had been brought in here illegally who were, you know, on the street freezing to death. They cleaned them up. But here is, uh, here is Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, denying that even happened. Why didn't President Biden want to see what's really going on at the border? He did see exactly what's going on at the border. He didn't talk to any migrants, and he didn't go anywhere that people actually crossed That's illegally. True. Why not? Yeah. But he also, but he met. Uh, he went to the the migrant center, which was a, a critical place, critical place to be when you think about the partners. He also said the word "por favor." 
Uh, who, Por favor. Who are uh, adios? Our partners who are helping uh, support uh, the migrants. Nachos Belgrande. On the ground there. Uh, there happen to be no migrants at the facility. Yeah, okay. You keep telling yourself that, sunshine. Let's take a break, come back, and uh, wrap up the show. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Make sure to check out the podcast. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Have a glorious day. God bless you. Uh, We'll see what happens with Joe Biden and uh, hidden documents, how long he lasts. Don't catch the stupid in the meantime. See you tomorrow.